refreshingly honest, bold and brutally frank. This is Bareface Stories. You don't really have much influence at all. And I was 22 years old, mulleted and a vegan, so no one was taking me seriously. You're about to hear from Edward Lowes, the first story in season two of the Bareface Stories podcast. First, though, a story from Old Young's head distiller and award-winning maker of handcrafted spirits, James Young. How potent does the gin have to be to be navy strength? 57%. This goes back to the 1700s or the late 1600s, and uh, the sailors drank uh, rum and the officers drank gin. The sailors were always in perpetual um, terror that the um, officers would water rat down their rum. Mm -hmm. They developed this ingenious slash insane test. They would get gunpowder and they would soak it in the alcohol and then they would try and light it. And if the gunpowder exploded, they knew they had a good strength spirit. That's the magical number that alcohol will still explode um, gunpowder. Interesting stories. Intoxicating spirits. You can find Old Young's Distillery in the Swan Valley in Perth, where they make handcrafted gin and vodka. They've also won a bunch of awards. Check them out online at oldyoungs.com.au. And now here's Edward Lowes. Time distorts things. Maybe it was because I'd been awake for 48 hours, but all of a sudden I was seeing things with Buddha-like clarity. My eyes were diamonds, cutting eternity and piercing the inner truths of the universe. This was undeniably the most life-changing toilet break I've ever had in my life. (laughs) A couple of days before, Rebecca, my baby mama, had gone to labour. That's right, I'm a DILF. (laughs) Now, I probably just automatically disqualified about half the women in the room, but for the other half, I think what's happening right now is something like this. There's a fusion reaction in your ovaries, a mental, physical, hormonal combustion where estrogen's turning to popping candy, creating this combination of desire, respect and intrigue. (coughs) Sometimes happens with dudes as well. Don't worry, I'm equal opportunity. (coughs) Anyway, as this doting, just-turned-22-year-old boyfriend, I had two whale song CDs looping on the stereo, It was a home birth. We had a doula and a midwife. It was all sorted. We didn't need a nursery because our baby girl was going to sleep with us. We were two kids fresh out of uni and we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. I mean, as a dude in the whole baby making process, you don't really have much influence at all. And I was 22 years old, mulleted and a vegan, so no one was taking me seriously. Let alone someone whose first child was imminently arriving. My job in the whole setup was to help Rebecca relax. In the lead up to the birth, we'd been going to these hypnobirthing classes, you know, meditate your way through childbirth, that sort of thing. <laughs> don't know about you all, but I don't really think these classes had much of an effect. Maybe it was something to do with a therapist who had this massive Nigella thing going on. I think that just made Rebecca mad. 
But anyway, like 30-something hours into it of keeping this birthing pool at a balmy 37.5, running to and from the kitchen, getting these four stock pots cranking all the time, I start thinking, maybe I can offer a bit more advice. Maybe I can add some value. I start thinking, you know, 22 years old, mulleted, vegan and all, that I can help out a bit. What am I going to say? Push? With the benefit of hindsight, I wouldn't have done that. So I start taking cues from the midwife. She suggests we, start, we try to have sex. With the benefit of hindsight, I wouldn't have done that either. <laughs> On hand are two five-litre tanks of nitrous oxide. Now, I've been, I've been looking at these with the passion that a drunk David Hasselhoff has for a burger hungrily aware of their existence. These are my reward. Well, I mean, a healthy new baby girl and, and the NOS. Um, so I've secreted them away behind, behind the couch. But about 48 hours in, this brave young babe calls for some pain relief. Mask on, tanks attached. She looks like some extremely naked, extremely sweetie, extremely pregnant extra from Top Gun. <clears throat> the nangs don't cut it. So it's time to change the game. I call an ambulance. We're going to hospital. Now, I'm sure some of you are familiar with this measurement, 10 centimetres. 10 centimetres dilated. My gynaecological knowledge isn't that deep. But I knew that this was the golden ticket, the holy grail, the end of the yellow brick road. <laughs> Hospitals, though, they don't fuck around. She's been at six centimetres for how long? Nah, Caesar, prep theatre. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is not what we'd planned at all. To say an epidural is an injection is to say Hitler was a bit of a dick. <laughs> this thing is a cannon. I mean, the straws at the bar are thicker, or no, as thick as, what? The needle is as... <laughs> the needle's thicker than the straws at the bar. <laughs> In goes the spinal tap, flop, go her legs. Things chill down very, very quickly. I'm starting to think that I should have brought the NOS to get on her level. But to be honest, after two days on no sleep in a hospital, things are surreal enough. Especially when in walks this phalanx of eight junior doctors who one by one insert their lubed fingers into your girlfriend lying there, legs akimbo, on the bed, just to make sure that she still is at six centimetres. I think it must have been these doctors that made me need to go to the toilet. So anyway, we're back in there. I don't know either. Um, I've got weird Freudian, Pavlovian bladder responses. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I've always hated going to the bathroom when I'm on a bender, so, I mean, this had somewhat of a similar vibe. But, you know, somewhere in those manic, sleep-deprived eyes, I caught a glimpse of the infinite. And it was then, after nine months and three days, that I realised that an actual person was going to be coming out. No more hard-bellied girlfriend. No more jaws like dorsal fin of an elbow zigzagging across the skin of her tummy. No more 
Double dinners for me because she was eating for two, so why shouldn't I? <laughs> she was about to subdivide and I was about to become a dad. Holy hell, someone passed me that laughing gas. That was Edward Lowes. Next week on Bareface, they say that music is what we turn to when we don't know what to say. I'll take you home again, Kathleen. The transformative power of music therapy next week on Barefaced. In the meantime, if you want to catch more great stories, you can head to bareface.com.au to find out where our next live show is. Or if you fancy trying to come up with stories yourself, you can get your hands on our Think Back Stack. It's a playful pack of 52 awesome memory prompts to get your story synapses firing. The music heard on our podcast is done by Odette Mercy and her soul, Atomics. Producers are Amber Cunningham and Katie McAllister. A big thanks to our sponsors, Old Youngs. My name's Andrew Gibbs. Catch you next week.